Hello and welcome back to the TNG Golfcast. Uh, we are now on episode 14, believe it or not. Uh, obviously it's Gareth here, alongside me, my co-host, as always, Tom. Tom, how you doing, mate? I'm alright, buddy. Same old, same old. Back nice still stuff. fucking crocked, but... Well... We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll soldier on, as we say. That's it, man. So yeah, welcome back, guys. Um, first off, I'd like to start off by mentioning the response we've had to our last episode with uh, Eric Walker. Numbers are good. Like, again, I say every fucking week, I think. The expectations are exceeded. Um, I think it was helped my, quite a bit by the fact that, obviously, Eric's got a decent following on social media and he was yeah. he was helping promote it as well. So, again, cheers, Eric, for the extra exposure. Yeah, big time, yeah. I mean, the guy's experience um, within 25 years of golf, like you said, has been quite nuts. And the position he's in now, as well, with the Mina Tour and that, I mean, last week for me personally, it was a fucking godsend, just getting to sit back. Yeah, when we <laughs> when we started on. talking about doing guest episodes, Eric was always one that jumped straight to my head. Cause, yeah, you mentioned the other doors, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. again, like you say, I've only known him for a, a few years now, but from what I knew about his experience in the game of golf, was always intriguing, and then his recent stuff, like you say, getting onto the Mina Tour and his involvement in that, was always something I was like... This could be really good just to have a conversation about and just pick the brains out of it and, and hear what he's got to say. <clears throat> What's that? I mean, the guy is a coach, PGA professional, all the rest of it, but like, even the story about how he came up playing golf um, and, like I said, where he is now. I mean, the question that you asked him last week was, like, what were you thinking? But obviously, in jest, you asked him that. Um, like, what were you thinking with the Mina Tour? We're just about taking on so much. Yeah, right? basically, yeah, but you, you, you think oh, of it and you hear his reaction. Like, what an opportunity. You, what an opportunity, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would do it in a heartbeat, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just such an, an area of golf that not many people will ever get to know and see and, yeah. and how close you get to players that ones, like you said, obviously he, he's spoken to Lee Westwood's son, so yeah. we don't know where his career could go, but there's always maybe the possibility that towards the end of his career Lee Westwood might even make an appearance just to play a, a tournament alongside his son, so... The opportunities to get that close to the players that are just that next level up and yeah. and potentially could make their their names on the DP World Tour or or even across onto the PGA Tour, yeah, you've you like you said, this Mister said to him, you've got to do it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Talking about <clears throat> Sam Westwood, actually, he was playing this week up was in Montrose. Yeah, alongside Derek, not long, but he was playing obviously the same day. Oh, in the Tartan what was Tour. that? The Tartan Tour, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Eric had to withdraw Yeah, him. we need to have a, uh, a shout out to Eric because he was quite. I got to give him his props. Obviously, he's mentioned it on his socials, so if you've seen it, he, he had to pull out. Um, he had a bit of a. I think it was called an anxiety migraine. I yeah, think is what they've felt, they've said terrible. to him. Yeah. Um, but it was causing him to have blurry vision, um, things like this, and it, it effectively almost or did kind of cause a panic attack as well. Yeah. Now that's brave to talk about especially from a sports aspect because we can we still have this taboo issue about you don't say that you have weaknesses or you or it's not a weakness I, i'm certainly of this modern view that mental health is is there for everyone it affects anyone and everyone in some capacity it's just obviously some people are maybe better at pushing it to a side and not accepting it but that can make the problem worse yeah um, some people are very good at just dealing with it head on and trying to figure it out and, and obviously solve the core root of it. 
which is certainly what I think Eric is trying to do. Um, so good for him being able to talk about it publicly, um, not shying away from it, because we all get affected by it at some stage. I could agree more, mate. I mean, uh, I'm well, 34, you're 35. I mean, Cheers generation at my name. <laughs> my age. <laughs> generation beforehand, like, it was kind of, for me personally, I was kind of like, brought up in that same sort of thing where you've got an issue, just shop and go on with it. Fucking man up. All that, the rest I of it. hate that phrase, yeah. yeah man you're, up. You're not a fan of that talk in there. Um, but this day and age, you'll look at it, basically, the... Caveman thinking. Yes, yes. I mean, for me, I really struggled with that as well. Um, up until maybe a few years ago, I was quite closed off and very dismissive about it and that as well. You know what I mean? I was quite bad. Um, but nowadays, I mean, we've all got mental health. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's no case of being stigmatised or being fought against. It. Just I would some... say that if you're able to to not, it's not own up to it, but if you're able to say, yeah, I've struggled with this, and I may be even still struggling with it, but yeah. trying to deal with it. That to me is, and I'm using air quotations here as a form of sarcasm, that's more manly to me than this idea of, uh, man up, it's not a big problem, we'll just move on. Because it shows our generation, older generation, and younger generation coming through, it's okay to have these issues and to deal with them. Yeah. In however... Obviously, there are some wrong ways to deal with these, but for the most part, there are many different ways to try and handle this problem. So, yeah, and uh, uh, again, like I say, big props to Eric for being yeah. able to talk about it publicly, especially with, obviously, his following on social media. So. Yeah. Massive respect for you, big man. Um, hope you're feeling better soon, obviously, as well. Um, I'm sure we'll check him at some point in the next couple of weeks, but, yeah, all the yeah. best, mate. Good, good, good. So, moving on. We'll do our usual. Actually, before that, I need to give this a mention. So we said to you a couple of weeks back after the episode with our star guest, who now you know now, being Eric Walker, we were due to play Ladybank for Tom <laughs> Um Now to be fair, me and Tom had a wee chat a couple of days beforehand, kind of how you feeling. Oh, yeah. Don't want to get too ahead of myself, but the back's feeling good. And from there, I became a bit <laughs> hesitant. I thought, okay, if he's feeling good now, We've got three days to go to the play at Ladybank. What's he doing on Saturday before we record the play? Lady? Oh yeah, he's playing at Sanders, yeah. Um, your back went. The back went before I even teed off. Yeah, yeah. How do you feeling now? Like I said earlier, just, yeah. Still a bit crocked, but carry on. Can do my normal day-to-day stuff, but the golf swing's just not happening at the moment again. Yeah. But yeah, that week was interesting. Went to the range on Tuesday to try and warm up and just loosen off things. Hit the ball good in the range. Was quite yeah, happy with it. things. Yeah. Went on Thursday. The wind was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> it was like you hit a good tee shot and you were happy with the tee shot and the ball would still move 70 yards left to right. <laughs> it was just no control in it, especially for someone like myself who plays with a natural fade. Yeah. But again, I was hitting the ball well in the range, so I was happy. Woke up on Saturday morning, back was sore, I was really achy and just movement was restricted. And in hindsight, I probably should have just called off, but because it was club champs qualifying first round, I didn't want to not turn up and play because that was a position or a space that someone else could have taken that they would have lost out. So I felt like, not that I had to play, but it was the right thing to do to play. I think the problem was as well, you you were... Going the range, you've been 
you mean your mindset? I was excited but, to play golf again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, finally. <laughs> so so I don't went out and it went fucking south straight away. Just yeah, it was not good. So the back was really sore after that, and then obviously we went and did the episode on the Sunday with Eric. And yeah, first thing I said to him is, "I'm not playing golf." Yeah, I left it to you boys. You boys could obviously decide to go out, and I would have come and had a walk around at least nine holes with you. But to be it, fair, mate, you haven't played Larry Bonker. No, neither so have I. I think and the decision was decided that we could all maybe gain some brownie points with partners and get home earlier. And. Uh, Reorganised to play the course another day. So yeah, it was a busy day as it was, wasn't it? That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> so yeah, uh, us. Tom's back is actually made out of paper mache. We'll uh, get there eventually. Chocolate teapot is the <laughs> phrase, mate. Paper mache, you because that paper mache hardens up eventually. That would have been all right. I was waiting soft, was it? Anyway, so Aye. we'll do the usual tour updates. Um, how much golf you watched this weekend, Tom? I've not had much chance to be honest, but uh rotor at work has stopped me and today's been my only day off. So uh up until coming here to do this episode, it's been family day. Yeah. So no, haven't seen much. Me personally I think I feel like a bit of a rebel, to be fair, because every week I come back and say yeah, all I've watched is live. <laughs> <laughs> and it's no case of like rebelling against the PGA tour or European tour, I mean literally what I'm putting on when I have time. As between like dealing with the kids, working, doing stuff around the house, I've just stuck on my phone eh? Yeah. To the Live Plus app. Thing is, phone can go with you, can't it? That's it. Yeah. So, uh, from what I've seen anyway, day one, um, Tulsa. Shanky McShankerson. Well, yeah, we'll come <laughs> with that, man, definitely, yeah. But numbers wise, Tulsa brought in over 14,000 spectators on round one. Round two, I think it dipped a tiny wee bit, but it was still. Near that sort of peak, which again, it's good for them. It's yeah, good for them. This is the thing. People keep pointing at going, oh, that no one would watch li- uh, live golf, and then obviously there are scenes of fans around it, and people are claiming the numbers aren't as much as they would be at the PG Tour. Yeah, that I think that's to be expected because it's still in its infancy. So, yeah. especially when it's in America as well, because I think of all the countries that watch the PGA Tour and. That obviously, with live and that, I think Americans were always going to be the, the the last to really accept it if it ever does get accepted. Yeah. Um, obviously, this country up and down, include if you include England and Republic, uh, Northern Ireland and Wales and everything, so the UK in a whole, is probably the next one behind it to be the last probably to fully accept it. Yeah. Europe's, I would imagine, would probably, probably be a bit more accepting because. Like Eric alluded to, they really do follow the DP World Tour probably more than what we do in this country. That's just what you said, yeah. yeah so, true. yeah. From what I've seen anyway, uh, I noticed Ian Poulter basically shot off on his own. The Mavericks, were they started off really well. Yeah. All yeah, of them. Yeah, did really well. Eh? So, you said they were four under, but he fell away eventually. He finished it around at like minus three or something like that, minus two. But again, he had a good start, eh? Mm-hmm. But um, Brandon Grace shot at 61. First player to do that on Live Tour. Obviously, again, we say every time. That's in his infancy. Yeah. But, so there's um, going to be a lot of records broken in, yeah. in a very short period of time. Definitely, yeah. Uh, like you mentioned previously there, Dustin Johnson. <laughs> wow. It's uh, nice to see <laughs> when pros do it as well. Uh, the shank that he had on the ninth was a, a better. And before we started recording, I agree with what you said. His response to that would probably be, 
Oh yeah, I was speaking with a mate at work, um, Neil Allardyce. Yeah, and obviously we were speaking about the shank, obviously, and it's classic. Dustin Johnson would just be, all right, okay then, let's just go and find the ball and start again. Yeah, no, no, I don't even think start again would be the phrase he would use. He'd just be like, let's go find it and we'll hit it. Yeah, <laughs> he right. is the best at brushing off <laughs> negative doesn't give stuff. Shit, but yeah, after that, yeah. Rattled in six bodies and three pars and finished with a 63. <laughs> which he followed up again the Saturday, giving him a two shot lead going into um, today's round. Yeah, being which Sunday. They're just about to tee off now, I oh, think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't see him shooting 63 again, but uh, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. So you've got a. Three-way battle really within the team event as well. The aces, stingers, and crushers. Yeah. There's three shots between them. So range goats and smash look surfacing behind a further three shots behind. So just depends on what happens. That's it. Yeah. So the AT and T. Yep. Haven't watched any. From what I looked at, I mean, I looked at it on Thursday. I looked at the the field, and three names stood out to me. Scheffler. Scheffler was one. Jason Day. Jason Day was another. Adam Scott. Yeah. Seamus Power is there. Yeah, but it so. kind of barks up the reason why the sponsor will be disappeared. Tyrrell Hatton's there. Oh, Tills. Yeah. Tyrrell Hatton's good to watch. Just for, you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah. So you want to you want to mention that then? What the thought? I mean, I've I seen it come through though, and I thought, mm, this is the... It's the second sponsor to do it though. It is. So the AT&T obviously sponsors uh, Byron, is it the Byron Nelson? Byron Nelson, yeah. Yeah. And they have said after this event finishes that they will no longer be the sponsor for it. Honda have also done it, so that must be the Honda Classic. Mm. Coincidentally, two events are not the designated, <laughs> elevated yeah. events. So would that be a decision? There's, there's two ways to look at it from what I've gauged from either fan response or f- fan communication about it. It's either that they think these companies are needing to pull back so that they can keep their profit margins up, so from a business standpoint, hmm. or is it more likely because they are not elevated, designated events, so therefore they're not guaranteed to have the biggest names attend like this week. because there is more of a re- uh, requirement for them to attend, yeah. that they're not going to have as much viewership on the events and therefore not as much exposure. So why would they then pile as much money as they have been doing in the past into these events for not as much return as they were receiving previously? Yeah. So it's a big decision now that the PGA Tour have got to deal with because if that becomes the the norm, it's not been spoken yet whether or not AT&T will follow suit with the, P, uh, the Pebble Beach Pro-Am that they also sponsor. That's a big one of those. So, That's a big one of those, man. There's a... Uh, well, I said There's you, certain you, issues coming up with the PGA at the moment. You said it across to me that the other night, and my response to you was the beginning of the downward spiral. And Potential. Potential, yeah. It's worrying. Like, I mean, golf was in a good place two, three years ago, and at the minute, it's just a lot of negativity going about, and like, there's a lot of money getting thrown about, but not in the right place, and they're bringing these elevated, designated tours, uh, events, sorry, and... Your number one ambassador pulls out. I'll be after the Masters. 
They've also confirmed that after, even though that players are not happy with the idea of these closed events and 54-hole events, that they are pushing ahead with it and then basically turn around to the players and say, we listened to what you said, we don't care, we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. So that could be another issue that arises further down the line. Of Do you find that every week there's someone else coming out? There's another issue. Getting on cover. Golf has never been as intriguing and prominent and exciting off the golf course as no. it is right now. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Phil Mickelson's having fun at the moment oh, on he's Twitter. Twitter the man, is he? But again, a lot of what he says, as much as it's, it will probably get taken negatively by the Americans because they've now they've drawn their line, their line in the sand and that's it now. Phil's a dickhead to them yeah. for the most part, for the majority of them. A lot of what he says comes back as true and a lot of what he said previously before, obviously... With the PGA Tour, not yeah. With, yeah. The, towards the PGA Tour and obviously the design of Liv and then him going to Liv, he's been vindicated on. So, it's just so <laughs> funny that they keep coming back and trying to think that they can push Phil down and he just says what he says because yeah. he doesn't give two shits but he's always been like that but then it just turns out that actually what he said has got either some truth or a lot of truth to it yeah yeah you can't really knock him for it can you <laughs> it's good um, so yeah uh, other news that came out this week well if you can call it breaking news but the the uh, Keith Pelley show. No, the DP World Tour. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I should. More sanctions. Yeah, but. It's not breaking news. We knew it was going to happen. Yeah. He said it himself in that interview. It was going to come and it was going to come quick. Yeah. Um, the so, fines that they've been issued, they range from 12 and a half grand up to as much as 100,000 pound. Is uh, For each individual breach. Of the conflicting tournament regulation, as they put that. So I think I seen it was like Kalimah. Oh, fucking hell, I'm not going to say it. Altogether, uh, for at least some one or two players, it was going to be as much as six hundred and fifty thousand or something yeah. like that. Round about that, yeah. Yeah, but look, all it's done is just confirm that these guys were going to do what they were going to do, which was resign from the tour. Well, what's Stenson done it? No. Yeah, yeah. So you've got Bland, Garcia, Westwood. Porter and now Stenson who have yeah. all that's it they're done so that's it now like we said beforehand that if Garcia played well Luke Donald could pick him he now no, can no longer pick him I think because he's resigned yeah. his, t- his yeah. tour card for the DP world So when they pay their fines which Sergio wasn't going to do when they pay their fines they can be reinstated from there basically yeah. so I don't know if where Paul Casey sits on all this because mm. he's a it's a weird one because obviously he's in the PGA Championship this week because obviously his his exemption has been upheld from a couple of years ago from where he finished in the top five or something like that. Yeah, something that, like that, of yeah. the 2021 one. But he couldn't play the 22 because he had back injury and mm. had to pull out. So they they told him he'd honour it and then he's going to live. So they've still managed to uphold it. But I don't know if he's resigned from the DP World Tour as a There's member no yet. There's no I'm doing it, no. So he could still be picked for the Ryder Cup. <laughs> it's becoming fucking just new information every time because again there's the going jumping slightly back again towards the PGA Tour and the majors and live 
Taylor Gooch was supposedly getting his exemption pulled because yeah. it was being reworded. But he's still on several field lists for the PGA Championship as being part of it. As is Mickelson, Kepka, Patrick Reed, Dustin Johnson. So This is what can't make sense of. I mean, you talk about the exemptions and then you go back to think about how these players qualify. If you win a major, you've got the the place for you at each major for a certain number of years, maximum two years, something like that. Something like that. And then, I mean, Taylor Gooch, was, like you mentioned there, was told, well, was even told. I don't know if it was more so for the US Open. US Open, so yeah. So he's, he's still not in that. The chance, I mean, the chance to do Open qualifying. <laughs> US Open qualifying for him had passed, so he won't be making it, he won't be playing. Unless he wins this week, come in. Well, yeah. That'd be interesting, eh? That'd be fucking brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Because, again, I'm a bit annoyed at the PGA of America getting so heavily involved in this live PGA tour d- argument, debate, and so heavily siding with the PGA tour. Because the Masters and the Open have, to this point, handled things correctly. Yeah. Basically, we're not going to hurt ourselves by not having the top guys there. We also don't want to have it revolve around this whole issue we want it to be it's this major and it's about it's our show but we want the best of the best there yeah which is what the major should be yep they should stay totally out of it because it's an it's an issue between the pga tour live and the dp world it's their problem to solve however they deem to solve it or however petty they want to be about yeah. going around the process of solving it but for the pga of america to get so heavily sided which obviously phil was enjoying showing the collusion the collusion yes that's, that's great but it's it's evident it's there to be seen you can't keep just pointing the finger and trying to show or show as little of the live guys as possible when it's on camera or in the interviews or even trying not to allow them to attend yeah. you can't then say you're not being biased it's it's too obvious I mean, is that obvious though I mean if us punters can see it, no problem. Are they thinking, we're pulling the ball over their eyes, no problem here? No, it's, yeah, the collusion. We'll see that again, right? But so, yeah, shall we games. wrap up the wrap-up of the this week's golf? Yeah, so. So AT&T is underway. Is, is the leaders have not long just gone off. Is Sheffield still lead? No. No. Uh, Ekerat? Ekrot? That's how I'm going to pronounce it. Apologies if it's horrendously butchered. <laughs> Ekroat's got a one-shot lead. He's 18 under. Just played through the third hole. Jason Day's two behind through the fourth. Scheffler is three behind. Just gone through the fourth as well. Yeah, that's just taken over. I doubt I'll see any more of it. Once I close down the app, <laughs> which I've just done. <laughs> So, the only other one then is the DP World Tour. The Sudal. So, that's in Belgium. Belgium. Yeah. Yes. And Antwerp, to be precise, and has that was finished earlier on in the day. And it's been a great weekend for the Swedes. Number one and two in this, which was Simon Forstrom and Jans Dantorp. 17 under, and Jans was one shot behind, 16 and then they won the Eurovision as well. 
Gotta give the Swedes a shout out at Eurovision. It's their competition practically, oh, isn't it? We're talking about Eurovision on this golf course. <sighs> we're relevant. We Not my competition, but uh, go for it. Feel free. No, I didn't watch it. I just know that the Swedes won. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally it. So, yeah, it's just because obviously they won in the DP World Tour as well. Yeah. So, um, golf this weekend doesn't mean that interesting to be fair. Eh? Um, well, on course anyway. Off the course, as always. We Very get entertaining. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, but uh, this week coming up, we have the second major of the year. Yep. And. It's never one I've been overly obsessed to watch. It's number four for me, yeah? Yeah. And it kind of... I don't know if I preferred it being at the very end of the year. Because <laughs> it used to be, didn't it, before they shifted it into June. Yeah, yeah. Uh, June, May, May. We're in May, Tom. It's gone I'm wishing May. the fucking year away already. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, because it always used to be the Open and then the PGA Championship, didn't yeah. it? Which was... Must have been August that they played it in. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, they pulled it forward, put it to May, and then you've got the US Open in June, and then the Open in July. Yeah. I, I genuinely don't tend to watch it an awful lot. It's I do enjoy watching all the majors, but it's the one that if it's on... Yeah. Yeah, and it's got so many champions in it that I would be like, oh, they're a major winner. Yeah. Okay. The one that I probably know the most, obviously... We know Justin Thomas won it last year, so that's he's a big enough name. Tigers won it. Rory's won it. Brooks has won it. These are all great winners. Yeah. But it's thrown a couple of real left field ones. Rich Beams, our PGA champion. Yes, yeah, yeah. Jason Duffner, who is, I'm sure the last time it was Oak Hill, yep. was the winner, and he's in the field this year. 2013, I think it was, yeah. Yeah. So it was 10 years ago, yeah. So, or it was either 21, it was 10 or 12 years ago. Mm. But yeah, so it throws a couple of left field ones in there. It's, yeah, Jimmy Walker is a PGA champion. So, yeah, it's it's a random one. So, Oak Hill, Rochester, New York. It's a par 70, par 70, yeah. Just under 7,500 yards, basically. It's a PGA championship major. I don't see it being too difficult in comparison to the US Open anyway um, scoring wise I'm expecting low scoring so I'm pretty sure yeah it'll be. I think it'll be in the double unless it get horrendous weather it'll probably be in the double figure yeah usually the case with the PGA 13-14 under they scored last year obviously when JT won it I think they finished like minus 5 minus 4 something like that yeah but uh, yeah I mean, for me, it's number four in the list of majors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it, obviously. But I guarantee you, between now being Sunday and Thursday coming up, I'll forget at some point on. Yeah. When in comparison to the Masters, we were talking about the Masters. I, yeah, I certainly won't be watching any of the like practice rounds or the like the range sessions if it's, if it's even broadcast yeah. over here on Sky. It's it'll just be when it's on the TV if yeah. I'm able to get get control of the TV off my son <laughs> that I'll watch it. <laughs> so, we watch Bluey. Ah, yeah. Bluey, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Yeah. Llama Llama. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I've been through that shit. I mean, I'm going through it now, but my daughter's kind of more interested in Kanto and Moana and all that shit now, so... Yeah, I don't mind an odd Disney film. 
But I like Bluey. I love Bluey, man. Bluey's an adult's kid show. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting off topic. <laughs> we're not going down that route. Right, so... Shall we mention our picks? Because I think we both no. want to... Well, you no. need to change yours, but we both want to change our picks. Juanita, yeah, like you said. Yours, yeah, yeah. yours can't play golf till next year. <laughs> and for, again, potential reports. I know I've given him some stick over the years for his putting over the last couple of years that I've seen him. It could be a career-ending injury, this, yeah. for him. Fingers crossed it's not, because he's a good golfer, yeah, Manu. I wouldn't want to see it happen. Young guy. My pick was... Um, what was our Thoris? Like Tom said there, I should have been put out for the season. Bad, bad. Fingers back. crossed it's not going to be longer term. Cause, I mean, we do take the piss, you mainly. Right, no, no, it's just out of his putting. Tita Green, yeah. I've, I've, I've the said, boys are I've said, yeah, Tita Green's yeah. a great golfer, and he's shown year. that even in majors, he's never yeah. been feared at the highest level. It's just that flat stick is terrifying at yeah. times. Um, so yeah, he's out. Some of our picks humped. Uh, well, my pick was Rory McIlroy, and I'm really not sure I want to <laughs> stick with that one either. <laughs> so, do we stick or do we twist? Uh, what's the fairest way to do this? Because normally, my well, pick... we've not done anything. There's no prize at the end of this for who no. gets the most majors, or it's not a point system no. like other podcasts have done very cleverly with their picks no. about it. So, yeah, I think you can pick another one if you want. I'm certainly going to. Yeah. My pick would have been the man that you're handing back. That would have been Markable, yeah? If you asked me a few weeks ago, or a few months ago, sorry. Well, see, well my pick straight off the bat is going to oh, be John Ram. Who else is going to be? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, <sighs> He's going to do the Grand Slam this year. Yeah, you keep talking about that, yeah. You, you had a bad part, it's John Ram. Americana. He doesn't have to worry about the US Open. It's just no, this, then the Open. Yeah. He's done. So, you're thinking John Ram. I will take Scotty. Sheffler. Yeah. There's nobody else really to pick. I mean, I, I thought about JT, thought about John Spieth, because Spieth has got something about him at the minute. Could be back to Major Kepka. What worries me is the fact that He'd done so well at the Masters until Sunday. And he had Ram. Yeah, the putter just went flat on him. Plus, he hates slow play and he had to wait an hour and a half in total waiting time to hit shots. So, that's always going to bring him down. That's the PGA as well, isn't it? I mean, Kepka's fond of the PGA. This is the one that anyone could win. Yeah. Like, Tony Finau's playing well again now. And he's won recently. So, this could be a Tony Finau win. It could be. It could be... Fuck, please don't be Patrick Cantley. He's playing well, but... He is playing well, yeah. Who we've not really mentioned so has, has Tiger Woods' caddy on the bag. Yeah. Or no longer Tiger Woods' caddy. Who, breaking news, isn't going to make it this week. <laughs> breaking news, yeah. There was a sliver of a chance yeah. he was not going to even well, turn up. that fucking subject has one. Oh, he'll be back playing hopefully by the PGA. What a stupid fucking thing to say. Honestly. Yeah, no, the, the best bet there was the Open, but I think, like you say, it's, it's next year at the earliest by the, the all accounts. But, but you've got... About it. You carry I've, on, I'm here. I've just... I've, <laughs> it's just in the Tiger world. I've pulled up the... we Well, I use Skybet when I'm putting on my bet, so I've just pulled up the list of who stands the best chance. So I'm just looking at the list here of players that could 
See, they've got Xander Shoffley at 22-1. to 1. I just don't see that. Shoffley's the kind of guy that will be there until the last day. And then, yeah. You know what I mean? He just doesn't have a great finish yeah. in him. Unless it's for an Olympic medal. Cameron Young, I think he's primed to win a major. Victor Hovland, another one that I think oh, has got it. Yeah, yeah. Jason, Day, Jason Day's playing well. Yeah, but this whole vertical thing has come back, yeah. It was a sad year. Yeah. He's, he's, he's back and he's fucking playing his part. Um, Taylor Gooch is 55 to 1. Oh, man, it's worth a fiver. Surely. Mm, I could put money on that one this week. So obviously. Sahith Thagala at 66 to 1. Worth the punt, yeah. Just about worries me. Because it's a major, my bank account is going to be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> because I just. There's, there's so many boys that are worth putting money on. Five pound on, maybe two or three pound on. Yeah. But the odds that they're getting. Is Phil or play? Ricky. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's 70 to 1. Right, my pick. Go back to that. Um, I'm fucked now because I'm thinking either Scotty or Kepka. Well, the top three are still Ram, Sheffler, McElroy. Well, they're like 20s, 14s. Uh, 15 to 2, yeah. 15 to 2, 11 to 1 for Rory. What's Kepka? Kepka's 20 to 1. Oh, Justin Thomas is 20 to 1 to defend it. As well. Cantley's 20 to 1. He can fuck off. <laughs> Dustin Johnson's 25 to 1. Although he is playing really well again this week. Yeah, he might win the day. Tony Finau's twenty five to one. Jordan Spieth twenty eight to one, but he's pulled out this week. Did he pull out? Yeah, he didn't play. I'm sure he didn't play. He didn't play the oh, beat, AT&T? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's pulled out, out in the hope to try and make the PGA because it's yeah, yeah. his last one for the Grand Slam. Which people forget about as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a crazy one. So well, it was until you watched the Full Swing episode and it was obviously the first one between those two because yeah. it was... Yeah. He fucked up that. <laughs> well, he wasn't playing his best golf at no. the time. But Fitzpatrick's 28-1. to one. Colin oh, Marikawa, 30-1. Morikawa. Think he's going off the ball. Big time. I think, Woods has I think he's fallen into this trend of... These guys come in off the college... Corn Ferry and shit, yeah. Well, did he go Corn Ferry? I he think he just came straight off the college yeah. off the college circuit. So these guys come in off the college circuit and they just come in full blow, no fear, get at it. I want to win on this and make a name for myself. And he was one of the ones that did that. Not unlike a Spieth. Even... Victor, I'm sure it was like him... Hovland and Matt Wolf that all sort of came in at the same time. Yeah. And all three of them sort of came in and had a great reputation and the reputations grew quite quickly. Matt Wolf was the first one to fall off, but he obviously had mental health issues that he was dealing with and yeah, was quite true, yeah. public about. Yeah. Hovland's short game just wasn't good enough to to be consistent enough. And Morikawa is probably the greatest iron striker <laughs> there is currently on the tour because so his irons are phenomenal. Yeah. And then he went and won, what, three majors in three years? Or four years? He won the PGA and then he won the Open. The year later. He's only won two? Yes. I don't know why I thought he'd won the US Open, but that was Bryson, wasn't it? It was a fight between those two. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, he came on great guns, and then I think he's found it difficult to sustain it. He still won big events outside of the majors, yeah, yeah, but it's yeah. 
it's just goes to prove how difficult it is to win and win regularly on the PGA Tour. Yeah. And in the other, in the majors itself. Spieth came on that, but obviously had major swing issues that he tried to fix. McElroy is the same. He's not won a major for how many years now? Nine and a half? That will be nine, yeah. So, it's it's just not easy to do. So I don't think it's that he's fallen off. I think his putting and his wedges are not as strong as he would like them to be. But it's just sometimes he's just not at it. There's many of them out there that struggle with that. It's golf, mate. Cantley went really quiet for a period of time in the back half of last season. After having a... He lit the place up. was yeah. potentially going to be world number one if he continued it throughout that year closing, even though Scheffler had an outstanding season. But, yeah, it's just not easy. Don't be fucking not. <laughs> At our level, it's just not worth even trying to think about. Oh, well, I played last night down at Monifeath. Uh, yeah, I was close to giving up the game. You're overthinking it, as always. Yeah, I was close to giving like up. Like you said, your driving is vastly improved. Your wedges are okay. It's just your irons at the moment. You just need yeah. to find that one thing to make them click again, and you'll be grand. It's weird, though. It's like... I feel like my swing is absolutely knackered. And, you um, are going through a swing change, though, and it takes an awful lot of acceptance to yeah. for it to come to fruition. New grip of that as well, I suppose. Eh? But drivers are fucking point, mate. I'm so happy the minute I'm driving. Wedges. <sighs> See it in the greens at the minute. I'm confident as fuck, honestly. Putting. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Never again, but it's just the irons, eh? Fucked up. Anyway, so. So who's your pick? You still haven't picked. Yeah, uh, I said Scotty. Oh, you I did say Sheffer, didn't you? You changed that. I want to see Kepka, but so I'll go Scotty Sheffer. Cool. Yeah. And you are <laughs> obviously you mentioned that, but we need to repeat. You are changing John, from Rory. Um, changing from McElroy to John Ram. Yeah, well, it's not going to be anybody else, was it? Let's no. be honest. That's me now. I'm just saying John Ram for the rest of the year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll come back to the PJ and how it all unfolds. Uh, we'll check the picks and obviously come back and see who was successful with the two of us. Yeah. Again, the PJ is the PJ, mate. So, uh, the odds, we quickly touched on it. Favourites, of course, are going to be. Well, the top three players in the world, it's clearly yeah. going to be them, isn't it? They're the 14s and 15 to 2 and all the rest of it, so. Yeah. Really, it's quite a quiet week this week, isn't it, for yeah. us, obviously? We don't have a great deal in terms of we could rattle off a lot of history information about the PGA Championship but it's not before does it no it's not the Masters it's not the Open <laughs> it doesn't get me excited man. it doesn't like you say it is the fourth of the majors for me the US Open only beats it because obviously it, it gives the players such a challenge it brings yeah. them down to what looks like our everyday golf on good golf courses in good yeah. conditions that they have it in what would they class as the toughest conditions yeah. it brings it sort of close to where we what? he shot over par I can do that too <laughs> <laughs> on a regular basis oh, so yeah sorry, and we're uh, not close enough to the Ryder Cup to start talking about that again oh man um, yeah. Moronk won last week did he so he's, he's got to be a shoo-in man I think yeah Moronk is 
Yeah, and he handled that last day well. Yeah. Obviously, there was a couple of slip-ups between... And... Oh, what's his name? Lang Langask? I think was the boy that was chasing him. He... I thought he'd blown it after 16, because he bogeyed 16. And then went in and chipped in on the par 3 17th to yep. get right back into it. And then Moronk birdied 18, and so did Langask. So... It was a nice little finish for the two of them. It was good. Actually, I, I did watch that last day. It was, it was actually entertaining. Can, but again, I said it was probably the only reason I watched the Italian Open was the fact that it's where the, the Ryder Cup will be this year. Yeah. So it was just trying to get my bearings for how the course looks. Well, obviously, there was Scottish hero, Big Bob. Pulled out. Yeah. And he was, seen in, he was seen obviously up in Fife a couple of days ago. Was he? Yep. The world's famous chiropractor sort of... Oh, Hands that's right, yeah. Up at Anstruther. Yeah, he was yeah. obviously in Stuart Barton. Used to work for the Scotland rugby team. Did he not work with Paul Lorry? Quite possible, mate. Yeah. Quite possible. Yeah, but yeah, I know he certainly was... The, I'm sure he was the head physio for the Scottish rugby like, so Bob national team. So, so Yeah, I did, I did actually see that on Bob's socials. Um, yeah, he's obviously across there this week for the PGA Championship as well. Yeah. So hopefully we get a Scottish winner. Well... That'd be lovely. That'd be nice, yeah. I mean, there's chances of making the Ryder Cup team no harm as well. Yeah, um, he, needs another, he needs another couple of top 10 finishes this season the, uh, to, uh, to warrant it. We'd love to fucking see him there. We hope he is going to get a pick, either by qualification or like sort of... I just welcome. think it's all those years of seeing, obviously because we are in Scotland, and from Scotland, and all those years of seeing Monty and Ryder Cups, you always want to see a Scottish yeah. link in there. So it, it would be lovely to see him qualify. Uh, outright would be preferable but even if he gets a pick as long as he's in that team it'd be great to see well you said it yourself a few episodes back now he's won there he knows the course uh, his knowledge of the course might be more than some guys that will be making it in the team well look at the points at the minute he's a wee bit off of them just now but he's playing the European Tour he's playing PGA Tour Golf he's going to get himself in contention to certain events that other players might not be playing in. Just got a, a points total left today. Just a little bit worried that every every time I've seen him play, he's had a bit of strapping on one of his shoulders. I think it's his right. Just hope that there's not a niggling injury there yeah. that he's, he's holding on to that's hindering his golf swing. But yeah, fingers yeah. crossed. It doesn't matter. I mean, obviously, we're lo loving the fact that he might get picked. But looking at an American team, man, fuck's sake. Yeah, but like, like we also touched on in our Ryder Cup episode, we were going through a, a transitional year anyway where some of these guys that have gone to live that we knew what risk that they had going to live with it, what it meant for the Ryder Cup picks or qualifying for it. These guys are starting to get to that age now where we were looking at having to have young blood come through anyway. It's just sort of forced the hand quicker. So you've got your players like Moronk who've clearly shown that they've got the ability to win and play well. Obviously, he's, yeah, he's played a few yeah. comps across in the States as well. So, Did you see it, sorry, but did you see it me last week that he's now going to be earning his full PGA card? No, I don't think, well, not that I'm aware of. I don't know if that win on the DP World Tour grants him that, but I think it's... Well, he's going to make the move anyway, you said. I think, he's a, I think he's the closest one at, at to making that because I think, He's world number 63 the last time I looked. I don't know if that win has moved him up because obviously world ranking points on the European Tour are fucking nothing. <laughs> We're not going back to that conversation. No, we've left that, mate. We're moving on. 
Yeah, so I don't know where he sits in the world rankings, but last time I looked, he was 63rd, which was for the, I think it was the highest ranked golfer in the event um, and has been quite regularly yeah. the highest ranked golfer in the event. So, my oh my. <laughs> but yeah, I think other than that, mate, I think this week's quite a quiet week and we could probably have our shortest episode I'm happy to do this. Ever. Week. Yeah, I'm happy to roll up here. It's uh, nice to sit back and take in the episode last week and then we can just keep you a nice sort of 48-minute episode this week. We do say to each other every week, we'll try to keep it under an hour. Yeah, yeah, and they promise the aim under 60 just... minutes. And then we fuck that every week. On that, I've just... Because I'm... A nosy fucker. I've just looked at the world rankings and Moronk is now in the top 50. Yes. He's is he? 46th. Nice. So that's a huge bonus for him. That will help him make the move if he wants to at the PGA Tour. Nice on paper, Bernie Alley. Also, Ricky Fowler's in the top 50 as well now. Ricky's coming back, man. Fucking love to see that boy back to his Ricky best. Ricky's coming back, man, honestly. He's back with Butch. Yeah, he's so. been back with Butch through the winter. Yeah. Did an awful lot of work with him. Um, few swing changes that are starting to come good for him now yeah right so as per usual keep the follows keep the love keep the likes everything come back on the social media um, keep sharing keep telling people we have hit new territories in the world again this week fucking blows my mind I don't know how we do it man but we're, we're getting listeners coming back every week as well which is the main thing that's the biggest one that's yeah. the important one we will keep doing this as long as you keep listening We'll turn up every Sunday. Talk shite. I'll put it out there, man. Talk Just a lot of shite. Talk a lot of shite, yeah. Yeah. But the more you come back, the more we we'll keep doing it. Eh? So yeah, keep following, sharing all the rest of that stuff on the socials. Um, any feedback from Eric's episode, even this episode, any episode to be fair, the podcast description will show you our email address, the Instagram the email address might be changing because I've oh, lost that's access a good to that. Point. That's a good point. Dude. I've just recently changed my mobile phone and I had <laughs> and there was no backup account attached to the to the fucking podcast email, so I've lost access to it. So I might have to create a new one. So yeah, don't email us anytime soon. And if you have emailed us in the last week, I do apologise. We won't see it. So yeah, oh, social sure. media handles only at the moment. Yeah. Thank you again, Tom. Thank you again, son. And uh, yeah, until next week. See ya.